Welcome to Dig This, NUCA's podcast, and our fourth episode. I'm Robert Baylor, Director of Communications at NUCA, and with me is Zach Jordan, our staff writer and podcast engineer. Thanks for joining us, y'all. NUCA's month of May was busy, as I know Zach can attest to. On May 12th, we added 74 new members to the association in a single day during our first ever National Signing Day event. And on May 25th, we took the utility construction industry's message to Capitol Hill during our 2022 Washington Summit. Our 95 attendees through their chapter held over 80 meetings with their House and Senate lawmakers. They wore out their shoe leather walking around Congress, discussing infrastructure, our industry's workforce needs, supply shortages, and the need for additional project funding. It was a success with our Kentucky delegation winning the support of Senator Rand Paul to sponsor next session's private activity bonds legislation. PABs will tap into billions of private capital that is not available today because of outdated legislation. I'll do a future segment on PBs and what they can do for our industry. And coming up later in June, we have NUCA's 7th Annual Trench Safety Standdown held in conjunction with OSHA from June 20th through June 24th. We hope members take the opportunity to remind their employees about excavation safety in and around the job site. If you head on over to our website, you can find all the materials you need, including sign-in sheets, promotional materials, and toolbox talks. And that's at nuka.com slash TSSD. At Washington Summit, I was able to sit down and chat with Tom Butler, NUCA's vice chairman and the chairman of the Government Affairs Committee. Tom is a senior estimator at Kimmins Contractor Corporation in Tampa, Florida. He's been part of NUCA's executive team since 2019, and he'll be our chairman in 2023. Tom's enthusiasm for politics really shines when he's in D.C. He takes a genuine interest in the legislative details, and I know I always enjoy discussing our issues in American politics with him. I've been involved with the underground utility construction industry for about two decades now, 17, 18 years, something like that. Was brand new to it, was a, actually a mathematics major, and uh, wound up getting into this field. So it doesn't make any sense, but that's where I wound up, and I love it. Um, got involved with the local NUCA chapter, which is SUCA, the Suncoast Utility Contractors Association, in 09 or 10. Pretty quickly made it on the EC, moved up through the ranks there, got involved with NUCA uh, on their board and been on the EC for a few years now and government relations committee chair for a few years now. So um, I guess I'm seasoned now. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Tom, you and I enjoy talking politics. You're well-grounded in the arcane maneuvering of Washington, which not everyone outside the Beltway pays attention to. What piqued your interest in politics, and how has that helped you be, to be NUCA's Government Affairs Committee Chair? Well, I guess, first of all, um, I didn't realize it when it happened, but I guess the civics I learned in high school stuck. So um, just having some of those, that basic understanding of the process definitely helps. Um, Mark Fugelvand actually approached me about being the GR chair, and I was a little worried at first because I didn't know if I had the if I had the chops for it. So I asked around a little bit to some of the other people I knew who had done it, and um, they're like, "No, no, you'll be great, you'll be great." And and since I've gotten involved in it, um, I'm like everything. I learn, even though it can be frustrating, uh, learning about how some of this stuff works or doesn't work, um, it's it's still fun. It's fun to better understand the process so you can kind of better control the process and, and get better results. 
I try to, uh, when I introduce people to Washington, especially with my background and, and Capitol Hill and that sort of thing, it's always nice to see, to show people, this is how your your capital really works. I know you see something on the news, I know you read stuff in the paper online, but to actually bring members to Washington and let them talk to the representatives and their staff, everyone always walks away with just an absolute look, dumbfounded look going, is it really like this? And I to say, yes, this is exactly how it is. But if you master it or understand Understand it, you can do amazing things with it. We're recording this interview at the 2022 Washington Summit. You've been to many of these flying events. What does the average industry member who attends Summit get back from it? Wow, a lot. If it's a if it's a first time visit, it's your first time doing this. It's a huge, huge eye opener into having a better understanding how to how things work. I mean, to me, it was like the the joke I made is after my first visit, I found out our country's being run by a bunch of twenty three year olds. <laughs> you know, and that, that's the staffers. You know, they they do a they do the lion's share of the heavy lifting. They try and do all the reading, and they inform the congressman or the senator on on everything that's going on. So I mean, there's there's that part of it, but the other thing that I think everybody who attends gets out of it is we always have some sort of success. We're in a good industry. It's, it's a very nonpartisan issues that we're talking about. We're not asking anybody to go down on the floor of the House or the Senate and sacrifice a cat or anything crazy like that. We're just like, hey, this is... This is important stuff. This is the kind of stuff that affects you. It doesn't matter if you're red, you're blue, independent. These are real things that affects everybody in the country. And since they're good issues in that regard, we've always gotten at least one success every year. So then, you know, the, the great thing is you, you came to Summit, and then three months later you see on the news that Bill such and such passed, and you're like, oh, yeah, I did that. I did that. I'm, I'm one of the guys that made that happen. So that's, that's I think, one of the, the best parts about coming is because of our industry, we're working on very easy issues to, to push and support, and, and we, get, we get some benefit from it in, on the backside. And it's, it's just fun. I mean, for me, it's fun. Even the people that uh, uh, admit that they don't like politics do like coming to D.C. and doing this. It's nice having a uh, an industry or an issue where generally both sides agree we need infrastructure, and it always comes out to be, well, how much? But that's sort of the give and take of politics. But when you come to Summit, you're part of that. You're, you know, you're obviously a small part, but you are part of a much you know, larger picture that eventually will affect every single person in the United States. And it makes it so much more rewarding in terms of what you're getting from it and what you're giving back to your industry as well, too. What issues do you see Nuka's advocacy program tackling in the next year? Well, I know the one of the biggest concerns we have right now was uh, we, we got the win with the infrastructure bill last year, but because it has $550 billion, give or take, in, in new spending, that spending has to then be, that has to be funded. And so the, the bill hasn't been fully funded. So that's, that's our number one goal is to, to take this very good win that we had last year and make it actually work and make it so that the money can be appropriated and spent and so on. So that's number one. Workforce development is always is always important to us. Um, we're, we're trying to do some modification to H-2B visas, which has to do with immigration and getting people in the country to work. We're also, we're also going to keep pushing uh, private activity bonds. And this is something that we were talking about in my first DC summit 10 or 12 years ago, however long ago that was, and um, we're still pushing it now. But the beauty is 
that it's actually getting some traction now, which you know kind of goes back to why do you come to Summit or why do you come back to Summit? It's because nothing ever gets fixed in one try. You know, um, if if a bill makes it 99% of the way through Congress and that particular Congress ends, that two-year span ends, and the next Congress begins, we start back at zero. So we have to, we have to come year after year so that we can, um, the, the interest in whatever the issue is in Congress can accrete over time to the point where we can actually get it across the finish line. So yeah, PABs, again, private activity bonds, that's the, one of the last issues we're gonna be worried about this year at least. Next year, you're going to become this association's chairman. Today's chairman, Ryan Kinning, has the signature program of expanding our membership. Last week's first-ever NUCA National Signing Day brought 73 new members to the association, and that's a record. I'm going to have you on later this year for another interview, but how would you like to make your mark at the top? I'm going to focus on kind of like... Uh same church, different pew from, say, going back to, to, to Fred Chesney and then Lauren Atwell. Fred Chesney had his plus one program. Um, Lauren Atwell kind of ran with that and tried to outdo Fred, and he did. He outdid Fred. And then Ryan's coming at it a little bit differently, still going towards membership and growth, but he's looking a lot more at the value and, and all those other things and promoting it in that way, which which is fantastic. And for me, I'm, I'm going to also try try and have very good member engagement by promoting that everybody find the thing that they really like in NUCA and just pursue that and just be involved with that. I mean, clearly Ryan Kenning has a huge, huge interest in recruitment and retention and so on. I think it's pretty obvious. I like the political side of it. You know, everybody kind of has their thing. And if we look at back at the past of the, the NUCA chairs or NUCA leaders, they're all passionate about something. They didn't necessarily know everything about NUCA front and back, but they, they were able to sell it well because they had some passion about NUCA in a specific part of it. So just going to be getting pushing, getting people involved in committees, um, you know, becoming chairs or co-chairs or vice chairs, and, and immersing themselves and finding the thing that really kind of sparks their interest so that, you know, they can also become a leader in NUCA and become a good salesperson with, without having to try to be a good salesperson. Do you have a favorite story about Summit you'd like to share? Uh, the first is that maybe it's a fresher memory, so, but last year with, with the infrastructure bill passing two days after we walked the hill, giving NUCA the biggest win it's, it's had, um, period. Um, and not only did it happen, but it happened the way that we said it ought to happen. Like, hey, listen, you know, House leadership, you need to decouple the infrastructure bill from the Build Back Better. You need to get this one passed, blah, blah, blah. And two days later, that's exactly what happened. So that that's a favorite just because, like I said, we always get wins, but that's a really, really big win. Yeah, and, so, and, and everyone should be aware as well, too, having worked on Capitol Hill, that was an unbelievably rare occurrence. We were lucky and smart at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah, 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 definitely a lot of both. Um, you know, another, but another great memory for me is actually my first DC summit. Um, I'm from Florida. Um, at that time, Ryan Schmidt was the chair. He was from Florida. Bruce Wendorf was also on the EC. I think he might have been secretary or treasurer. He was there. So I got to show up to summit, which was my first NUCA national event. And I already know these guys, so I'm, I'm rubbing elbows with, like, all the muckety-mucks in, in NUCA at that time. So it really kind of immersed me quickly into a lot of the, the NUCA stuff that was, uh, you know, the, and, and just the, the fun of it and the involvement in it. And 
and since I wasn't caught on the periphery, I was seeing more of the you know the visceral parts of how Nuka works. That really sparked my interest a lot too. So that was great. And then I have a third memory that uh, Bruce Wendorf. Uh, wants me to retire, so I'm not actually going to tell you that story unless you catch me at the bar later. <laughs> There's your invite to come to Washington, everyone. Thank you, Tom. We'll have Tom back on Dig This later this year to further talk about his plans for NUCA during 2023. One of the segments we'll be doing on Dig This is a look at each of our NUCA chapters. Each one is a unique organization representing the local utility construction industry. Every community and state is different and requires a custom approach to the members to make the most of their NUCA National and Chapter membership. Today we'll talk to Linda Gosley, Executive Director of NUCA the Carolinas. The chapter includes industry members in both North and South Carolina. With Linda's leadership and efforts, the chapter holds member-only events such as their upcoming golf tournament in Greensboro, provides business benefits to the members, safety training for employees, and represents their interests in the state legislatures in both Raleigh and Columbia. Linda, thanks for joining us today. Well, good morning, and thanks for inviting me to speak about Nuke of the Carolinas. As you mentioned, I am Linda Gosley, the Executive Director of Nuke of the Carolinas. My background for the most part of my life is actually in construction. Um, My husband had a utility contracting business for about 30 years, which I was a part of. Um, And we were actually members of Nuke of the Carolinas during some of that time. Um, And I became the executive director for Nuke of the Carolinas in 2010, and I take care of all the day-to-day tasks and plan the events for the chapter. Thank you. Well, you've you've been in uh, this world longer than I have, uh, and you can certainly talk with a a large amount of experience behind it. Networking opportunities and the ability to talk shop with fellow industry members about upcoming work, new laws or regulations, or the best equipment is important. What are some of the events the chapter has held this year and have coming up later this year? Well, since our chapter is made up of North and South Carolina, we have a pretty large geographical area. So it works best for us to have um, two conferences a year where everyone can come together to learn and network. Uh, We do a conference in April. It's a three-day event. We have exhibitors. Our associate members come with exhibitor tables showcasing their products and services. We have educational sessions with industry speakers focusing on our hot topics of the time. And this past conference, some of the topics were leading the younger generation, mental health, recruiting new employees, economic outlook, updates from North and South Carolina, uh, 811 executive directors. So we had a pretty full full conference with our educational sessions. Our fall conference will be held October 6th through 8th in Asheville, North Carolina at the Omni Grove Park Inn. Other things that we do, we have safety risk management meetings quarterly around the states. Um, We had one in February with approximately 50 attendees. Um, We had the new commissioner of labor for North Carolina Josh Dobson and several of his employees attend our meeting and the commissioner told us about himself and how he plans to lead the Department of Labor going forward. We have an alliance agreement with the Department of um, Labor as well, which is a great benefit for them and NUCA. Um, At that meeting, we also had a speaker on leadership 
in safety from Caterpillar, and then a cookout provided by Caterpillar from Clayton, North Carolina. Uh, next week is our April meeting at TA Loving Company in Goldsboro, North Carolina. And our main topic of discussion will be how safety training has changed over the past few years and followed up with another cookout by TA Loving. So we have a good, good networking time at our meetings. Our members take safety very seriously and will participate in the trench safety stand down in June. And they typically have their own in-house company stand downs and then report back to, to everybody and let, let us know what they did. We'll have several members attend the Washington Summit later this month, and we'll speak to our congressman about our industry's needs. Then um, we have other events during the year. We have an annual golf tournament, clay shoot, and socials during the year. Uh, it's a very comprehensive program. Safety is the number one concern in our job sites. What safety programs does Nuka of the Carolinas sponsor or promote? Well, we have um, safety and risk management meetings, as I mentioned. We give safety awards at our spring conference. So the safety applications are submitted in February and sent to judges, where the top two companies from two different categories are selected. We have under 200,000 man hours, and then the other category is over 200,000 man hours. Um, those companies that um, are picked will present their safety programs to our attendees at our spring conference, and then the attendees vote on the final winners for each category. So we did that this past um, conference. Um, it just gives the companies a great opportunity for members to present their programs and the others to learn and get ideas for what maybe they could do. Um, we believe there's no secrets in safety, so we want everyone to go home safe. Running a business is hard work, especially in our industry. What are some of the challenges your members are facing in the year ahead, and how is the chapter in Nuka National helping uh, them to address them? Yeah, the, the labor shortage is probably by far the biggest challenge that we have. Um, we've actually started a young leaders committee in our chapter, and this group will be going to high schools and community colleges for career days and talking with the younger generation and educate them on the opportunities in the construction industry, because we feel like if we don't get the younger generations involved, we're going to be in, in big trouble in a few years. Um, Another great option is to recruit men and women that are separating from the Army through the Army Transition Program and the Career Skill Program, which is a six-month apprenticeship program. And if anybody would like more information on that, please contact me and I'll get you connected with the, the right people. Um, another challenge is getting employees trained. Some are new to the industry and need training. So we've had several crew leader training classes, which have been very popular. And of course, the Nuka Advantage program through Nuka National is a great benefit to everyone. With a, and we encourage our members to take advantage of all that Nuka National has to offer. Last year, Nuka National helped Congress direct billions of dollars to new water infrastructure projects that our members will be constructing over the next five years. What are some of the projects members are working on in the two states? Oh, gosh, we have a, a lot of good projects going on. 
Um, Park Construction from Morrisville, North Carolina, is doing the Noose River East Parallel in Interceptor Project for Raleigh Water. And this job includes about 28,285 linear feet of primarily 96 and 84-inch diameter FRP sanitary sewer piping. And um, the project also includes two crossings of the Noose River that was completed last summer. Um, and they are projected to complete their that project in 2023. Then I got um, TA Loving out of Goldsboro, North Carolina. They are doing the East Noose Pump Station in Force, Maine. Um, lump sum cost of this project is around $51 million, and it's being done for the City of Raleigh Public Utilities. The project consists of screening structure and pump station designed to handle 102 MGD of wastewater from Southeast Raleigh to the surrounding communi communities. Um, and it includes buried gravity sewer and force main piping from 42 up to 96 inch diameter. The base of the foundation of it is 60 feet below ground and the open cut excavation to construct it was as large as a small football stadium, 50 to 60 feet in the ground. And then let me just talk about one more Garney construction out of the Raleigh area as well um, is doing what's called the Yatkin Regional Water Supply Project, raw water infrastructure. The project begins at Lake Tillery and runs through Oakboro, North Carolina, and, and uh, excuse me, eventually ends up close to Monroe, North Carolina. So it's about 150,000 linear feet of 42-inch and 54-inch welded steel pipe. So the, and the pipe runs through two different counties and will be the future water supply for Oakboro and neighboring towns. And that's a three-year project and estimated construction cost is around $140 million. So as you can see, we have some big companies doing some big work. Linda, what are some of the reasons why members join NUCA the Carolinas? Well, I believe the main reason they join is because NUCA is the only organization focusing solely for the water, sewer, and gas industry. It gives them a voice in the industry. They are all like-minded industry leaders working toward a common goal and make the industry better for the future. And I think the educational and networking opportunities, as well as the relationships they build are invaluable to them. We have a real close-knit um, membership. Uh, we've been members of, or a chapter with NUCA for 41 years. Um, in fact, one of our founding fathers, Bradford Berenger with BRS Incorporated, um, he's been active for 41 years. Um, and now his sons and grandson are involved as well. Um, we have other long-term members. They've just been members for years. So I think that tells a lot about NUCA and NUCA of the Carolinas. And it says good things about the industry as well, too. Just uh, it's nice seeing for these small businesses, you know, a, a family continuity throughout the generations. And that just shows you know, good management, uh, you know, obviously a terrific business model as well, too. 
Uh, and, you know, and we're glad Nuka can sort of provide, you know, some glue um, to keep those relationships uh, going. Absolutely. Uh, I'm realizing that our 10-minute segments may, may not be long enough for our chapter interviews. Uh, there's so much that your chapter offers your members. Linda, how can industry members in North and South Carolina find out more about joining the chapter? They can reach me at my cell phone number, 910-512-3289, or they can email me at lgosley at nucacarolinas.org, or go to our website at www.nucacarolinas.org. Linda, thanks for educating our listeners on all of what the Carolina chapter offers to your members. And I appreciate your time today to talk with me for our Dig This podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing you at Washington Summit later this month. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you there as well. A complete list of NUCA chapters can be found at our website, NUCA.com. You can also contact our membership director, Lauren Hensley, at 703-358-9300 for more information about NUCA and chapter membership. And that wraps up our fourth podcast, Zach. We did it again. Our next podcast will focus on the results of June's Trench Safety Month and our week-long Trench Safety Standdown, now in its sixth appearance. Thanks for your time today to listen to Dig This, Nuka's podcast. Remember, safety first, always in our work. Mm-hmm.